Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Worldwide. Every weight class. It's Lewis Heaton. Uh-huh. Whiskey Bynum. Uh-huh. The Boxer Rush Hour Show, hosted by Abraham Gonzalez. You know what you came for? Yes, indeed. This where you come to get your info. Listen up. Other shows throwing yeah. a towel. It's the Boxer Rush Hour Show. Let's go. In the ring, we throw hands. Octagon elbows. Analytical, critical commentary is necessary. A very of opinions. We heavy on the winning. This podcast is to break down the pay-per-view. For boxing purpose, you'll let this man through. We prize right, surprise sight at the prize fight. Hands taped up and gloves tied tight. Ring the bell, one some, get some. Let the chips fall where they may. Where's the George from? Hi, fans. Welcome back to the Boxing Rush Hour show. I'm your host, Abraham Gonzalez. And as always, intro music is provided by Lewis Heaton. Podcast is powered by Sofrito Rico. Visit sofritorico.com for details. Today's show is going to be a, a really, really good one that I think you guys will enjoy. I have um, super middleweight contender, Damon Nicholson, 24-4-1 out of Laurel, Maryland. He trains out of that Upton, Upton gym, uh, Coach Calvin. And Kenny Ellis over there. They work with Javante Davis um, and, and a few others. Um, Malik Hawkins, uh, Chuck, Chuck uh, Simpson, you know, those guys. So um, it's a great interview. He's, he gives, he's, he's been through a lot, uh, roller coaster ride of life and his career. And, and now he's back fighting at a show in Maryland on uh, February 19th at the Live Casino under Jita Promotions. Uh, and you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good fight for him coming uh, bouncing back off of the ESPN fight that he had. So um, please enjoy this interview with Damon, the best at it, Nicholson. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is the guy that goes by the best at it. He's twenty four four and one, coming out of Lowell, Maryland. His name is Damon Nicholson. What's going on, Demond? Man, every how's it going, Gabe? Man, I can't complain at all, man. I'm 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 happy to be on here with you, man. If anybody, I I, I would rather you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. I appreciate that. And so we're gonna we're gonna dive right into a little bit of a bio blast for those that may not be familiar with with you and and um and your start, right? So if you can give the listeners a little bit um of a background of of who you are, Demond, the the person. Uh, well, um. 
Well, basically, I've been I started boxing at the age of six years old. Um, right here in the gym I am right now. Um, uh, you know, through the amateurs, I won a couple of nationals and stuff like that. But you know, I mean, it was a it was a it was a it was a good 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 run. I had a good run as an amateur, turned pro. Um, I started with the Headbangers. Um, so I was with the Headbangers for seven years. And in 2017, came back home. Now, you know, me and my dad, me and my dad, we're back together. We trained with uh, Upton, with Coach Calvin, um, Coach Kenny, and um, a guy named by the name of Troy. You know, um, so so you know, it's it's you know, that's a little bit quick, 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 quick run of my story. You know, of of, of my boxing life. You know what I mean? But you know, we we all we all have things that we go through and get through. You know. Gotcha, you know? man. And and let me ask you something. Looking back at the early part of your career. Would would there been have been anything that you've done you would have done differently? Um, looking back now, man, there would have been a lot of things that would definitely, man. I can't lie to you. It's a lot of things. It's so many. It's so much, man. It's so much. It's so much. You know, what I mean, boxing, man, is it's one of the. It's really the toughest sport, physically, mentally, and financially. You know, you know, boxing is a it's a it's a tough tough game, man. You know, you 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 have to cross your eyes and dot your T's, you know, um, before you think you're going to make this a lifestyle and really commit to it, you know? But I mean, we, we live and we learn. I took my bumps and my bruises. And now, you know, it's just time to pick up from everything that I learned and manifest everything and become world champion. Gotcha. And but, now, now was, yes. would, would there be something, spe- go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, no, no. It's, um, would there, is there something specific that comes to mind? Maybe just one thing that you would have done differently, um, coming up definitely um as far as one thing i would have done differently i would have built my team from from the ground up you know i mean basically what i that's what i did basically you know towards 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 the middle of my career but from day one you know that's that's something i should have did which i mean i always no matter what i always had a good team you know i always had a good team people who really cared for me and loved me and stuff like that but it's just I would have different. I would have did it a little bit differently. And and I'm glad that you said that because you know there'll be a lot of like young fighters uh, coming up, you know, teenagers that are listening to this, and um, they probably need to hear that coming from someone that's been in the game for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm sorry, sorry to cut you off, but for those young ones, man, who who who's in the who's trying to get in the game, who want to be world champion. Man, before you, and see, it's crazy because it's hard. You know, it's kind of hard to really know who's there with you and who's not when you when you're on the come up. Because you know, a lot of people we come from nothing. You know what I mean? Luckily, me, I had my dad with me every step of the way. You know what I mean? But I was kind of hard headed, not hard headed, but I wanted I want to become a man on my own. You know, instead of be like instead of my dad walking me and holding my hand through everything. You know what I mean? But sometimes we got to learn the hard way. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. You know, but um, number one for the for the young ones that's coming up, man, just make sure who you have around you. Pay attention to when you lose and when you win. Pay attention to everybody's reaction, everybody's energy, and and all that. It's important. It's important, man. Yeah, right, man. That that's uh that's really sound advice coming from a veteran. So for you fighters <laughs> out there, pay attention. All right. Yes, please. 
All right, now we're going to fast forward to uh, February 2019, I believe. Uh, you, were, you were supposed to fight on no, the, May. Uh, uh, May. May. May, I'm sorry, May of 2019. You, yeah. were supposed to, you were supposed to fight on the card that uh, featured J-Rock uh, Williams versus Jarrett Hurd. Um, during the weigh-in, um, there was, you know, you felt, you know, different and off, and then you had mm -hmm. to be rushed to the hospital. Can you can you uh, talk about um, that situation and 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 how you know how you were feeling, um, you know, through, through that whole through that whole uh, moment, and then you know, mm -hmm. go into the hospital and stuff. Um, well, that that morning, you know, um, you know, the, that morning of weighing, I just had my body had a, a, a kind of like a different feeling. You know, we all we, everybody, you know, when you when you cut and weight, sometimes you might have to lose a pound or a couple ounces when you first wake up. And um, that morning, man, I was. It was like I was fighting myself. Like normally I use the bathroom and I'd be right on weight. But I really, I use the bathroom and I try to go, I try to work out a little bit, but I couldn't sweat for some reason. Some reason I couldn't sweat. I'm like, wow, this is, it was odd. So uh, I was just like, you know what, forget it. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just, just fast, not going to drink anything, made it the way in. And I couldn't, I didn't really have to use a bathroom, but I made myself use a bathroom. And when I made myself use a bathroom, for some reason, man, you know, my body and my, my everything just felt a little off. You know what I mean? But I ended up making weight. I ended up making weight. Um, we went, we, went, we went to my hotel room, started rehydrating and stuff like that. And out of nowhere, my body started cramping up. And the way my body was cramping up, I got cramps before. I got Charlie, like a Charlie horse, real bad Charlie horses. I got them before and it wasn't something that was unnormal, but the thing was, we normally put, I, I put some salt on my tongue, drink some pickle juice or, or rehydrate in it and I'd be good, but it wasn't working. So, so out of nowhere, it took about 20 minutes. My body finally kind of got itself together. So I was like, man, I'm gonna just lay down, try to get myself together and then I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna, Get in the tub because so, my you know, when you get Charlie horses and your body cramp up, your muscles start to ache. So I said, I'm gonna get in the tub, I'm gonna relax, we're gonna be good. So I went to lay down and I went to get up to go get me some more to drink, and my body just fell out. Like I just literally just fell. I couldn't move, body started cramping up again, muscles was 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 aching. And um, next thing I knew, man, I went out, and uh next thing I knew. My body guy, Jose, man, he was carrying me. He was carrying me on his back, man. He carried me on his back down the steps. I didn't know what was going on. Next thing I knew, I was in the back of my, um, back then he was my manager, Thomas Williams. I was in the back of his car with my legs out the window. And uh, got to the hospital. When I got to the hospital, I was hollering. I said, man, just get me in here. My, my body is aching. I need an IV. I need an IV now. That's all I remember saying. So they rushed me in. They got me in. They got me hooked up to the IVs. They gave me two IV two bags of IVs automatically. So they gave it to me. Um, finally, my body really, it stopped. I stopped cramping up, but my, my, my abs, my stomach was so tight that like, man, just imagine you just doing a thousand sit-ups and on that thousand sit-up, you know, you aching in pain. You don't want to do no more. It's, it hurts so bad. And that pain just never goes away. Like you done, you stop, you up walking, you're like, oh God, you you done. But that pain is still there. That's how I was feeling. Like it was a non-stop pain. And um, so I'm telling, I'm telling the nurses, I'm like, listen, like I need some type of pain medicine or something. They said, Mr. Nicholson, um, you know, we have to figure out what's wrong with you first. 
because you know even though we give you this IV, you haven't you haven't peed about it. Now this time they have gave me ten bags. They gave me ten bags. Still in pain. You know what I mean? Thinking I'm cramping up, but I wasn't cramping up. It's just my muscles, my body had fought so hard to 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 you know when your kidneys fail, everything fails basically. You know what I mean? So my body was just done and shot, you know? And um, they said, Mr. Nicholson, we gave you 10 bags of IVs and you haven't peed not once. I was like, well, I don't, I don't really have to pee. They said, well, Mr. Nicholson, if you don't have to pee, that means your kidneys fail. And we're gonna put a catheter in you. <laughs> when they told me that, I said, what? I said, you know, dad, help me up. And by this time, man, I couldn't move. I couldn't get, I could, I was laying, I was laying in the bed, man. I couldn't get up. I couldn't get up. I didn't have the strength to get up to get up because my body had just gave out. Everything was all my muscles. Everything was shot. Basically, so all basically what happened was all my muscle tissue, everything had caused my kidneys to, to fail. Everything was in my was going was flushing, trying to flush straight through my kidneys. So all my muscle tissue, everything shot straight to my kidneys. So my I told my dad, look, dad, we got to get up. So I told my dad to help me up. I felt like I had to pee. I did. <laughs> like when they told me that, I was like, man, forget it, I gotta pee. And I couldn't pee, man. And um from there, man, they stuck the catheter, they stuck the catheter in me. Right when they stuck the catheter in me, you could see all purple, all purple stuff just coming out. And that was my, my tissues and everything that shut my kidneys down, man. So um basically, man, you know, my kidneys failed on me. Um from there, they uh put me straight to ICU. Uh my blood pressure was like 200 over 117. Um I could have had a stroke, you know, and man, it was just, it was, it was, a, it was a rough night. You know, I can't lie to you, but, and, but when they told me that I'm telling them, you know, they said my kidneys failed me not realizing, okay, my kidneys failed. Y'all going to get them back working. I have to fight tomorrow. You know, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm still thinking about, all right, you know, uh, I'm in pain, but listen, man, get me, I need, that's why I came to the hospital so I can, so y'all can help me fight tomorrow. And the doctor came to me. He said, Mr. Nicholson, I don't think you really understand what's going on. He said, Mr. Nicholson, your kidneys fail. He said, um, once we run your numbers and see everything, man, then we can go from there. But he said, fight? No, we definitely won't be in a fight tomorrow. And so, man, so that day, that that, that I stayed overnight. Um, came back, they ran my tests, ran my tests, my blood work and everything. And um, when the doctor came back in, man, he came to me and said, Mr. Nicholson, he said, man, I know you were worried about fighting tomorrow. I know you worry about probably getting back. He said, well, Nicholson, Mr. Nicholson, the way your numbers looking for your kidney, my kidney levels, my creatinine levels, he said, Mr. Nicholson, your numbers are the highest I've ever seen them before. He said, man, the way, the way it looks, he said, man, I don't think you're going to be back in gym. He said, not the ring, the gym, six to 12 months from now. Wow. So, boom, he tells me that automatically. I tell him, like, listen, man, six to 12 months. I have what? I had three kids. I said, man, there's no way possible that I can, myself can be out the gym six, 12 months. There's no way possible. Cause me, me, you know, my dream is to become world champion. I'm not, you know, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I will work a nine to five if I have to, but as long as I can fight and, and to provide, that's what it is. So, um, yeah, man, I had to deal with that, man. Um, I was in a hospital for 15 days, uh, I was on um, dialysis for eight weeks, two months. And um, luckily, man, luckily, man, when I got out the hospital, uh, when I got out the hospital, I was 230 pounds. Wow. When I went in, I was, I was 100, 
and 70. So in 15 days, I gained 60 pounds. Wow. It was all fluid, man. You know, when your kidneys fail, you can't urinate. You can't, there's nothing really, there's nothing you can do, you know? So, um, yeah, man, I got out the hospital. I was 230 pounds. Um, and my only goal, my only thing was, what I think it was like, look, man, I got to figure out how I can speed the recovery up, you know, because, man, I developed diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, every everything, almost everything you could think of that a, a big fat person has, you know, I had, you know, because the simple fact that, you know, when your kidneys aren't functioning, your body is not, your body, man, when you, if your kidneys shut down, man, you shut down, basically. You know, um, so I was on dialysis, man, for eight weeks, like I said. And um, when I got out the hospital, I had to find some type of way to speed up my recovery. And um, I became vegan, man. I became completely vegan. I didn't eat. I shut everything out. I was, I can only, they told me you can only drink um, a bottle of water a day. I'm like, a bottle of water a day? Like, that's not possible. You know what I mean? So for me, man, I drunk, I started drinking a gallon a day. I started taking on CMOS, I used Bladderac, and I just started using a bunch of different, you know, a bunch of different natural stuff. I really, I wasn't eating no solid foods, all um, smoothies and stuff like that, because I really couldn't eat too much, you know? So uh, for those, for like, for like, for like two weeks, I did that. And um, once I started really taking CMOS, about two, three days later, I started using the bathroom again. Once I start using the bathroom again, my kidneys start coming back, start coming back. And um, man, when I tell you I cried real tears, man, man, I cried. Because uh, just imagine this, just imagine this, Abe. You can't use the bathroom, man. You don't, you can't use the bathroom. You can't take showers. You gotta sit in, gotta take bird baths. Can't really sit in the tub. I had a port in me. You know, I, I, can't, I, I can't show you my scar, but I had a port in me. And you know, it was just something I wasn't I wasn't used to. And I couldn't go to the gym. I've been going to the gym every day since I was six. So I wasn't able to go to the gym. I wasn't able to do this. I wasn't able to do that. But man, once I started using the bathroom again, it was like, okay, okay. We 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 working now. We working now. And um, yeah, so so six weeks, six weeks went by, my kidneys was at 85%. My kidneys, my kidney specialist was like, listen, Mr. Nicholson. He said, I don't know what you've done. He was like, but your kidneys are working. They shift, they shift, they, they um stopped me from three days a week from dialysis to one day a week. And um, the seventh week, he said, Mr. Nicholson, you're done with dialysis. Your kidneys are back. You're back to working 100%. When he told me that, man, I said, I, the doctor, because you know, the doctor told me six, 12 months. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. So I said, doc, so when I get this port up out of me, even though I was done dialysis after my eight weeks, but I still had to wait a week or two to get the to get the port out of me. I said, man, when I get this port out of me, can I do what I please? He said, man, you can do what you please. And so um, I went in the hospital May 10th. I got out the hospital May 25th, May 25th, and um, got on dialysis August 6th. I got the port out of me, and man, you know, I didn't get, I couldn't get back in the gym. I, they, they wouldn't let me get right back in the gym. They wouldn't let me get right back in the gym. So I took about, it took about, it took about three weeks, three weeks. And uh, I was back fighting in October, man. Wow. Oh, that's, that's, that's incredible, man. Was, oh. Yeah, man, man. I can tell you, man, I got, I got some real stories, man, you know, but um, shit, man, you know, that was, it was like, a, it was like really, man, it was really a miracle, you know, but sometimes I don't realize until I talk about it, but yeah, man, it was, 
it was a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Rough time for me too. Rough time for me too. Wow. And now, now I'm, yeah. I, I heard you mention uh, uh, CMOS. Now this is the thing. The yeah. only the only Moss I know is Randy, and he wears a football jersey. It was used to be a wide receiver. <laughs> so explain to me because I because I because I see you uh, yeah. talking about selling CMOS and stuff, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what what the hell mm-hmm. is he talking about? Mm-hmm. So please explain man, to me what that is. Man, I'm gonna explain to you. CMOS is really algae from the ocean. Algae that you you see it grows in the ocean, grows on the rocks. But um, so what I, what you do is uh. I get mine from the islands, but what they do is they get the algae out of the water, out of the water, and they sit it in the sun for, for 24 to 48 hours to let it dry out. And then you uh, you get it, you take it, you soak it in water. I soak it for 48 hours. Boom. And then you just put it in the blender, man, and you, and you make a gel. You know what I mean? And it's, man, it's, it's it, what it is, is your body contains 102 minerals. Uh, and vitamins, 102 minerals and vitamins that your body contains. And out of the 102, sea moss has 92. So you basically getting almost everything that you need to, to live and eat and prosper, you know, from, from everything, man, potassium, zinc, uh, calcium, every, it has everything, every, almost everything you can actually think of it has. So, you know, man, it was, um, it's a, it's a, um, you can use it for weight loss. You can put it in your hair. You can put it in your skin. You can eat it, whatever. You know what I mean? So, man, man, I love it, man. Every day for the rest of my life, man, I'm going to use it, man. Um, if you ever, man, if I, if I ever see you, man, I, I oh, listen, man, I keep CMOS with me. I always have, I always have it with me. So if I ever see you, man, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you some so you can try it, man. Definitely. <laughs> no doubt. Definitely. 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 All right, man. So, um, and, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It helps with mental. It helps with mental health too. Really? It helps with mental health, too. Yes, man. Relieve stress. Interesting. Relieve stress. I might need some of yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, so moving um, back to boxing, right? Fast forward to April of last year. Um, you know, you got a an opportunity to fight on ESPN yeah. um, mm-hmm. before against Edgar Berlanga. Um, right. You know, you you uh, you suffered some knockdowns, but you took them to the distance, yeah. something that uh-huh. um, no other fighter had done up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, some even mm-hmm. say that you might have, you know, given uh, his uh, his next opponent some. Um, yeah, some pointers, <laughs> some pointers, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so so what's um, looking back at it now? Um, what was your take on on just overall that night? Um uh, when you when you fought against Edgar Berlanga, looking that at it night, right now, that, that night number one, I know I made I made one mistake in that 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 fight. Um, in the second round, instead of stepping with the punch, I just threw it and went straight down. He caught me on the top of my head. You know what I mean? And um, that kind of messed the whole night up for me. You know, but uh, but overall, man, you know, I thought I did a great job. You know, um, just to show that uh. I wasn't there to lay down. I wasn't there to 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 to, to lose. I was there to win, you know, and to win only. And you know, um, and those other two, I think it was like third or, or fifth or sixth round. It wasn't knockdowns. That last round, it definitely was a knockdown. He caught me with a great punch, and it was just a punch whiz. Though I was just like, man, look, I know I'm. A, I know if we go to the scorecards, I'm a, I'm losing. So I gotta try to, I gotta try to do something to knock this kid out, you know. I, but um, you know, he caught me. You know, he caught me and um, 
that was it, man. Like I said, I make one mistake that had me wobbly throughout the whole fight. Couldn't really get my legs up under me like I wanted to. And, uh, you know, but uh, overall, you know, I think I think I showed that, you know, um, for myself, the, the, the type of fighter and the type of mentality that I have and stuff like that. And for him, I showed that he really doesn't have no really no real boxing ability. You know, um, he's based off he's he, he wants to land that one punch. He doesn't set anything up, you know, um, and uh, everything is just he's, he's kind of one dimensional. You know, um, I see Mickey Bay is working with him now. He probably he's probably going to help him out a, a little bit. Who knows? You know, but um, but yeah, man, you know, that's that's a fight. That's a fight, man. You know, where's though? Hey, man, I got to I got to I got to I got to just take it on the chin, you know, take it on the chin. And, and yeah. so, don't let it doesn't define me, though. That's right. And two things that, mm-hmm. I, that I took out of that and a lot of people did as well, um, you know, on social media, mm-hmm. on TV. Um, first, you know, they acknowledge the fact that, you know, you're all heart in there and that, you know, exactly. you were, yeah. you know, you wasn't trying to go lay down for no one or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or call it quits. You were, you were in there, you know, to the end. And the second, the second yeah. thing that people, um, you know, got out of that was that, you know, uh, and, and I, I know this from, you know, interviewing you a few times that you're, you're a class act and, you know, right. you're, you're a professional through and through Thank you. and, and you're not mm-hmm. gonna, you're not gonna, um, you know, act like a sucker at the end and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and downplay stuff and, and all that, you know, and, yeah, and, yeah. and you call it what mm-hmm. it is and, and, you know, not too right. many people do that. So, you know, um, right. I, yeah. Yeah. Pe- people appreciate and value that. Thank you, man. And you know, you 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 know what you're right, man. Because a lot of you know, sometimes like, regardless of how you want to look at it, I mean, he won. You know, so you know, it's <laughs> it's just what it is. Some people, man. Some some of these fighters, man. I'm not gonna say no names, but you know, they 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 feel as though they won and they don't get the win, and then on right there on TV they say, you know, what I'm saying, I'm not gonna. I want to say no names, but you know, well, Fimo, You know, I didn't I didn't like how he acted. I didn't like how he acted when he when he when he lost, man. I I didn't like that. I didn't respect it at all. But you know, I mean, we live and we learn, man. We live and we learn. Now, we we learn. now for that fight, um, I, I think you had uh, signed a some sort of short term deal, if I'm not mistaken. Is that still active or? Nah, 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 nah. nah. Okay. See, if I was to beat him, if I was to beat, if I was to beat Edgar, I was going to get a three fight deal with Top Rank. I messed gotcha. that up, man. I messed that up. I wish I had it. God damn, I wish I. Had it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be getting, I'll be getting, you know what? I would have got that rematch from Steve Rose. <laughs> I would have got that rematch. <laughs> oh man. All right. So um yeah. enough about you know the past. We're gonna go into the into the present, mm-hmm. right? You have a fight coming mm-hmm. up on February 19th, the live yes, casino uh, in Maryland, uh Hanover, Maryland, mm-hmm. uh under mm-hmm. Jeter Promotions. And um mm-hmm. so for this for this fight, uh training camp, um, where are you holding it? Um, who are you working with? I know you you mentioned Coach Kenny and uh, and Coach Calvin Ford. Calvin. Um, uh, uh-huh. which, which gym are you working out of? And uh, uh-huh. are, were there any um, any unique sparring partners that you brought in for this one? Um, well, I'm training. I'm training. I'm training in Baltimore, and I'm training in my gym. Um, but you know the the cold, well, the pandemic and stuff like that. You know, it kind of, it kind of, the the the, the 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 gym is ran by the city, so it's kind of, kind of wishy washy. So, uh, you know, I train here, and um, I've been sparring. I've been, I've been sparring. Um, I sparred a few different guys actually, but um, the main people I sparred, I sparred a kid named um, Rashid Smith, Nasheed Smith. 
uh, out of Headbangers. And I even worked with uh, Demetrius Ballard. Um, uh, I worked with a kid, we call him Biggie. His name is Dante, I forgot his last <laughs> name. Um, uh, who else, who else? Devar Fahadi, I don't know if you, have you ever heard of Devar Fahadi? No, no. Okay, he's a, um, he's an up and coming, up and coming professional. I want to say he's eight. No, he signs with King Promotions. Okay, he signed with King Promotions. Yeah, I work with uh, Devar Fahadi. And my last, my last few sparring sessions. Um, oh, I work with a kid. Now I work, I work with so many people, man. Uh, his name is Stephen Jiggs. Stephen Jiggs. Um, I work with him. He's a southpaw, and I finished out with uh, Alantez Fox. Alantez and Mike Fox. Okay, because you know? the guy we fight. He's a tall, he's about 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's southpaw, so I use Alante for his height and Mike Fox just working on my defense because he's southpaw. Gotcha. You know? So it's, it was a great camp, man, great camp. Now, anything uh, anything different that you did for this one uh, that, that you may not have done in, in previous camps for this specific fight? You, you know what? The only thing different is that um, we have, I have a guy named Coach, his name is Troy Jackson. He used to be a professional fighter. He's been, he's been, he's been with Upton. He's been with Upton for for a long since I've been since before I even came. But um, you know, he was just under the shadows. He didn't really, you know, talk much. He didn't really, you know, do too much. But now, you know, um, I added him in, you know, because give Coach Calvin and Coach Kenny a break here and there. You know what I mean? I added him in. You know, that was the only thing different, you know, and it's been great, man. It's been great. It's been All great. Right. All right, now Gabriel Pham, It sounds like is pronounced. He's fifteen and two. That's your opponent. What do you What do you know about yeah. him? Um, I really don't. Honestly, honestly, Gabe, I really don't know a whole lot about him. I did pick him to fight, but uh, what I what what I do know about him is that um, he can box a little bit. Um, he can box a little bit. He's tall, lanky. He's been boxing for some years, and that's about it, man. That's about it. I really don't know a whole lot about him, man. Surprisingly, I don't know a whole lot about him, but I do know he can box a little bit. Um, he knows he knows the sweet science, and um, we're gonna see how much how much how, how, we're gonna see how well he knows it soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now um, after you know it's roller coaster, right? Ups and downs. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, Going into this year, this fight, and then the rest of the year, what what is what do you want to get out of this year, and and what do you think you have to do to get there? Number one, I know I have to win. Um, that's that's without a doubt. You know, I feel like I feel like now. Well, I'm not. I I know I'm probably I, I'm putting myself there. I'm on my last leg. Um, you know, Gabe. So I don't really have no room for error. No room to lose. Um, I'm trying to honestly, man. I want to. I want to fight for a title this year. I want to fight um, for a title this year. I want to fight uh, David Morrell. You know, that's a that's a, that's a good solid solid guy that I think I would I would do great against because he can box number one, and his skill level is high. You know, I I, I realized like you know when I got that higher skill level, my skills really come out. You know, so man, I would I would like to fight him. You know, that's what I'm pushing for after this fight. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then, um, yeah, no doubt. Um, so for those that are going to be tuning in to this fight in Maryland, um, where, where can they, are, are they going to stream it or is it just, um, I think it's going to be Facebook. I want to say, okay. On Facebook live. Was it Facebook live, right? It's called Facebook live. Yeah. 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 I think it's going to be on streamed on Facebook live. I'm not sure where, but I, I, I do think it's going to be on Facebook live. But if you're in the DMV area, 
you can mm-hmm. go and see uh, Demond Nicholson live at the uh, live casino in Hampton, Maryland. And they can follow me on my Instagram, Demond underscore Nicholson, and I will let them know. I will let I will post it on my story. Once I find out, I'll post it on my story on my page so they can watch it. Absolutely. Now I have um I have something that I like to call the uh um uh the way too early prediction, right? So I'm gonna throw you a question <laughs> that's way too early prediction. I want to know what your thoughts. <laughs> All right, okay. it has, hasn't been signed yet, but if Canelo fights Charlo, what is your way too early prediction? Ah, that's a good question. See, I never, we never, we've never seen Charlo hurt before. Not that kind of, that now, not, not that I can remember, but um, I don't think it's going to be the best fight for Charlo. Honestly, I mean, it's a good money, good money fight, but it's, man, the way, the way, the way um, Charlo boxes, he doesn't have, know, know how, really know how to use his feet. He has a good strong jab, so we never know, you know what I mean? But um I got I got I got Canelo on 12. Okay. All right. Now, yeah, now, and that's Canelo. and that's just a way too early prediction, you know. That, that exactly. exactly. obviously obviously can exactly. change as it gets closer. Right. All right. All right. right. Um, so finally, uh, what do you want to tell the fans, uh, the people that have been supporting you and your career um up mm-hmm. to this point? Uh, what do you want to tell them? And and again. Um, tell folks uh, where they can follow you in on social media. Okay, so I'm gonna go to social media first. You can follow me on Instagram, Demond underscore Nicholson, and on Twitter, Demond Nicholson, and Facebook, Demond Nicholson. <laughs> and um, I'm on TikTok too. I think my TikTok is the best at it, the best at it. But um, for the people who's been supporting me and whoever support me now, whoever's watching, I just want to say thank you. Thank you wholeheartedly, and um, look for me in the near future, man, to be world champion very soon, and to be one of the best bosses to ever live, man. That's that's my only goal. That's my only goal. That's what's up. I well, well Devon, I appreciate you uh, for coming on the box, the Boxing Rush Hour show. And, uh, yes, sir. Again, February 19th, live casino in Maryland, uh, in ha- Hanover, Maryland, Jeter Promotions. You can uh, watch Demond, Demond Nicholson do his sure. thing. Thank you, Demond. I appreciate it. Man, thank you, man. It's always a pleasure, man. Much love, man. Okay, for the news and notes portion of the show. Uh, in regards to news, uh, pretty light this weekend. Oscar Valdez's management team uh, posted on Twitter on Saturday night that he has signed his portion of the contract to face Shakur Stevenson on April 30th. So now they're just waiting on Shakur to sign his, and then they can officially announce it. So hopefully that gets uh, signed up soon, and then they can uh, officially announce it. And uh, we, that's a fight that we can look forward to on April 30th. So April 30th, you got potentially Shakur versus Oscar Valdez, and then for sure, Amanda Serrano versus Katie Taylor at MSG. So some good fights. All right. <clears throat> Yesterday, because we're recording this on Sunday, uh, Keith one-time Thurman, uh, he faced Mario Barrios. Now, before we get into that main event, uh, the one fight on that card that I was, you know, uh, really, really, looking forward to was Jesus Ramos Jr. Now, 
he stepped up in competition. He was campaigning in 147. He was, you know, highly touted prospect. Uh, ended up, you know, he's just growing fast, young kid. So he ended up uh, moving up to 154. Um, so super welterweight or junior middleweight, however you want to look at it. And he, um, he moved up, faced, uh, you know, faced a guy or two. Now he's, he stepped up his competition and fought Vladimir Hernandez. Tough, tough veteran and um, throws a lot of punches. Not, he, you know, Vladimir had, you know, fought J-Rock, uh, Julian, J-Rock Williams, a couple other guys, you know, and gave him the business. Like, this guy's a tough fighter, throws 100 punches. But Jesus Ramos, man, <laughs> that guy is... He was he really showed like the dog in him. And um he was just he was relentless. And what I liked about him was not only his uh punch accuracy, but also how he he positioned himself. So there was a lot of times where he would he would you know use that good foot movement and you know make sudden shifts here and there in order for him to be in the best position to leverage, you know, to have good leverage on his punches, which, you know, not a lot of young fighters um, at his age um, are, are able to, uh, to do that. So it was, um, it was an impressive, impressive six round TKO victory. Um, he had, uh, he had knocked, uh, uh, he had knocked down um, Vladimir Hernandez, but then when he got up, he just jumped on him. Uh, but man, Jesus Ramos Jr. He is gonna be a terror at 154. So definitely look out for him uh, as he continues to climb up the rankings, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I think that maybe a title shot within the next year or so is not out of uh, the picture. So definitely take a look. Keep an eye on him. Uh, the rest of the card was was okay. Um, the Fox. The Fox freebies uh, that they had from seven to nine Eastern, excuse me, that uh, that were prior to the pay per view, uh, those were good. Those were good. Um, Abel Ramos against Santa Maria, that was a good fight. <clears throat> Santa Maria ended up winning, but uh, it was a good back and forth fight. It was close, but it was a good fight. Um, and then the only other fight that was out there that I was really looking forward to was uh, Jesse Bam Rodriguez, uh, who was moving up from 108 pounds to uh, fight for the title at 115 against Carlos Cuadras. And, you know, I, I did a prediction panel with a whole bunch of sharp writers uh, from, from the boxing world. And we were all in agreement that although he was moving up in weight and Cuadras was the former champ and a veteran, that it was Jesse's time. And that's exactly what he did. He uh, he put on a, a star-making performance and is now the WBC Super Flyweight Champion. Whether or not he'll stay there, that weight class, um, you know, he, he's still undecided at, at this point. I guess uh, it, it depends on what type of matchups are there for him at 115. He's a, he's a smaller guy, and you can see the difference between him and Cuadras uh, last night. So... Maybe 112 is a better uh, weight class for him. But man, he uh, he displayed all the skills 
and he showed that ring generalship, everything that you want to see in a future star, he displayed it last night. And the folks that did not know about him definitely know about him now. And they were they were really excited to see him fighting last night. So um, Jesse Bam Rodriguez is the new WBC super flyweight champion. Now let's get back, let's go back to the uh, Keith Thurman Mario Barrios fight. Keith Thurman, let's see, um, looked good early, showed a lot of good foot movement, a lot of movement. Power was there, but just like typical Keith Thurman fights, or at, at least as of late, started to fade a little bit as far as activity. You know, he had Barrios hurt a couple of times in the middle of the rounds, but it just seemed like he didn't go for the kill. And he just, he pulled back and, and didn't go for it. And then as he didn't go for it, punch output kind of dropped a little bit. And then uh, he was hurt himself to the body again. Uh, seems like the last, you know, four or five Keith Thurman fights, he's been hurt to the body. Uh, he was hurt to the body again uh, late in the fight, but Barrios couldn't, couldn't finish it because it was late in the round. And then uh, Keith Thurman, you know, he just... He, he just put the foot on the pedal and was able to uh, to get the decision victory, a clear decision victory. Where does he go from here? This is so he's the WBC mandatory now. So basically, whoever wins between your Dennis Ugas and Earl Spence Jr., if and when they fight, I should say when they fight, uh, th then that the winner of that fight will fight will face Keith Thurman later on this year. We get Spence Thurman, great. Um, that's a fight that a lot of people wanted, but like four or five years ago, uh, might be four or five years too late. Nevertheless, we'll still get it, and I think it'll still be a good fight. Uh, if he fights Ugas, that's still a good fight as well. So either way, I think we get a good fight. But I say all that to say that we're not going to get Keith Thurman versus uh, Terrence Crawford, probably not going to get Spence against Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford is probably going to get, you know, frozen out again this year, which is frustrating because it's almost going to seem like they're going to wait until one of these young cats faces Terrence Crawford, whether it's Errol, Jerron uh, Ennis uh, or Virgil Ortiz to see if they knock him off and then, they, then they'll take their chances on one of the young guys. It's sad, but that's that's kind of like the picture that's being painted. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, Terrence Crawford has that lawsuit out there. I don't know how long he's gonna be out of the ring. People want to see Terrence Crawford fight, so let's hope that he's not out of the ring that long. Okay. This week coming up, we uh we don't have a whole bunch of fights. There's a there's a card out of. England, uh, I should say, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, uh, London, that ESPN Plus is running on Friday by Danny Dignam uh, going up against Grant and Dennis in a 10-round middleweight fight. The one of recognition is going to be Saturday in London where Danny Jacobs is going to be going against John Ryder in a 12-round super middleweight fight. And Danny Jacobs is trying to get his 
his name back into the mix of big fights. So this might be an opportunity for him to, you know, to look impressive in an overseas crowd and then maybe get, you know, one of those, uh, one of those guys at 168 um, in a, in a big fight. So we'll see how it goes, but that, that should do it um, for news and notes. It's going to be another light week of boxing, but we have some uh, major cards coming up. Um, but we're going to continue with the guests and uh, with the young guns coming up in the, in the next couple of weeks. So please stay tuned to that. And that's it, folks, for the Boxing Rush Hour show. I'm your host, Abraham Gonzalez. Peace. It's the Boxer Rush Hour Show, hosted by Abraham Gonzalez. It's the Boxer Rush Hour Show.